0: Man, do you remember when, in the late '70s, when the TV said an ice age was coming to take us out in '79? That was awesome. That Kate Daly show starts now.
1: Make sure that people can discern the truth from the misinformation, and we want to make sure that everyone understands that No one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No, no, one, is one, safe. Safe. no one is
0: safe. No one is safe.
1: Makes it even more important, not less. So, blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Okay, all right. Can't say any better than that. I see. see them. Time. I see blinking lights everywhere I turn.
0: That was Christopher Ray, FBI. Anyway, <laughs> the two uh, threats we have right now are North Korea. I know it's back. Um <laughs> I guess they they're running out of foes. Um, so uh, they're propping up North Korea now to be our next uh, big threat. And the Biden administration is watching it. What, what, is that, what, what, what does that mean? Anyway, uh, North Korea might do something. So you need to be very alarmed at the thing they might do. Okay. And then, of course, we have Kamala, before I get into this hour, Kamala really practicing her presidential cackle. And this is what this is really one of the biggest fears, I think, of the country. It's this woman. What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. Uh, Um not today. and i and i inhale i didn't i did inhale inhale. wow um so those are the biggest looming threats right now and of course uh the justice the justice system which i actually think is extremely rigged and there's a lot of fake theater going on right now in the justice system um those are our, our three top threats going into presidential weekend hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead
1: Yes. Before I get to my topic, uh, I hope voters will remember who nominated Christopher Ray. Uh, <laughs> we're getting the same thing from the Republican presidents as we're getting from the Democrats, and of course, uh, uh, Trump, Trump nominated him. But I wanted to go to that subject you brought up the first mm-hmm. last hour, sure. and it relates to what we you just played, and that's the uh, books that uh, oh. they changed dramatically in the 1920s, okay. as you said, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I wanted to talk about mainly uh, words and dictionaries, but mm-hmm. before that, uh, they done did assessments back uh, 75, 80 years ago or so, and the uh, reliable sources said the top publishing companies in America, I think the number was 32, you know, the largest 32, mm-hmm. had CIA agents working at each of them to be sure books wouldn't be, uh, be published that would promote, uh, uh, report the truth. And many in the freedom movement uh, across the world, not just in America, mm-hmm. knew this because they couldn't get their books published. Uh, people from around the world trying to tell, expose the conspiracy and, and where we're headed had to come to a few publishing houses in America that were independent. One was Western Island. That was the John Birch Society. Mm-hmm. And they had to get their books published there just to uh, support what you were saying about and the
0: And also, by the way, they also have to do it in fiction now because... You have to write a book in fiction well, so you don't you, get sued. Yeah,
1: you could be so easily mm-hmm. sued or... Okay. Uh, 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 and, you know, the way the courts right, are these days, right, right. you, you want to yeah. go anywhere where you get injustice. <laughs> That's the courts in America. Yeah. As my dad used to say, the court system or criminal system of America is just that. It's criminal. Mm-hmm. But the what I wanted to say about the dictionaries, now, you had Uncle Miltie made a very good point yesterday mm-hmm. about word, the changing of words. And he recommended going to dictionaries back to, the, I think, the early 60s. He said, that is not far enough back. The book I recommend, and many in the Patriot movie, movement know this, and it's now available online, is uh, No Webster's Dictionary from 1828. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I don't know what, how many years back, they put it online. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is to put us uh, the word in at the dictionary uh, online just mm-hmm. with no webster not, 1828 and you can find the different uh, definitions of words words like patriotism the definition of patriotism according to webster was mainly uh, those who stand in uh, uncompromising purity i think the word was used purely for the rights of the people i'm paraphrasing Mm-hmm. And, and for uh, to protect the country from invasion. That well, Today, the primary way people practice patriotism is put their flag out on a holiday or mm-hmm. stand for the pledge of allegiance, the symbolisms of, right. of Liberty, not mm-hmm. actual liberty, but the. Uh, so I want to encourage people to uh, go online if you want to use that. And from now on, you have to go back in dictionaries farther than that. Many people said that the words really started changing heavily in the early 1930s. Ein mm-hmm. Rand was one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, I mean, that's close to what you were saying in the 1920s. So uh, if you have any words particularly related to politics, um. Uh, mm-hmm. Power and Economics, uh, I recommend going online to the 1820, excuse me, 1828 Dictionary of Noah Webster. And just to say something about Noah Webster, he's considered the last Founding Fathers of America. Mm. He's considered the uh, father of education in America. He fought in the uh, Revolutionary War, mm. and he died, I think it was 1943 or 1843, something like that. Mm. So you're, you're actually reading the works of one of our Founding Fathers.
0: Oh, I'm glad you added that in. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the phone call. That was great. No, right on the money, right on the money. That whole story with Norman Dodd, you need to go watch that interview. I played that on the episodes of the show, but Norman Dodd did a a wonderful expose of of talking about how his committee went and investigated. um, It's the nonprofits. You know, it's all the things that we've been taught to honor and worship and think are great and aren't they helping the poor and aren't they helping people? No, (laughs) that's never how it goes down, right? And so um, our whole education system was changed. Carnegie Foundation and the Ford Foundation. How often are they referred to in our society? So many times. Oh, gosh, so much. And basically not worshiped, that's not a good word, but, but discussed as something that's very benevolent, right? Right. Um, yeah, clear agenda. And the agenda was in the notes, of the Carnegie foundation in 1907, by the way, right there in their notes. It wasn't like it's a theory or anything. It wasn't like they could sell that as, Oh, that didn't happen. It was in their own notes. And that's how they, that's how they, the Reese committee, um, you know, um, started talking about this and then it, it went into what it went into, um, investigation, but it was just crazy how all that came to be. And most people, if you ask them about, they don't know about that. They don't know how our education system was changed. So the next time somebody tells you that that's a conspiracy, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm tired of that word, conspiracy theory. Let them know that it was in the notes of the Carnegie Foundation. This from 1957. Milty and I talked about this once, but we didn't really go into a lot of detail. But I thought this was, I thought this was really cute and kind of, kind of telling about. I was talking yesterday about Art Bell, and I was talking about how in 1999 he did a show about climate change, and they they were they were they were inviting people to call in with their fears, and the fears were climate change and Y2K. Everything was gonna just go crazy, and the world would cease uh, at Y2K. And it's so funny as you go back, you know, in society and really look at that time period and what were we worried about and what were we thinking about. We're still worried about climate change. It's been Seventy years, anyway. Um, these are the comments in 1957. I'll tell you one thing: if things keep going the way they are, it's going to be impossible to buy a week's groceries for twenty bucks. Can you imagine a week's groceries for twenty bucks? I'm afraid to send my kids to the movies anymore. Ever since they let Clark Gable get by with saying "a damn" in Gone with the Wind, it seems like every new movie has either hell or damn in it. It's true. Boy, have we changed. Have you seen the new cars coming out next year? It won't be long before $5,000 will only buy a used one. If cigarettes keep going up in price, I'm going to quit. A quarter of a pack is ridiculous. <laughs> a whole quarter. This is the 1957, uh, okay? Um, if they raise the minimum wage to a dollar, nobody will be able to hire outside help at the store anymore. Oh, honey, they've surpassed that um when i started driving we would we we would have thought gas would someday cost 29 cents a gallon guess we better we're better off leaving the car in the garage if they think i'll pay 50 cents for a haircut forget it (laughs) kids today are impossible those ducktail haircuts make it impossible to stay groomed next thing you know boys will be wearing their hair long as long as the girl's That happened, too. Uh, It won't be long before young couples are going to have to hire someone to watch their kids so they can both work. We've achieved. It's terrible. Marriage doesn't mean a a thing anymore. Those Hollywood stars seem to get divorced at the drop of a hat. I'm just afraid the Volkswagen car is going to open the door to a whole lot of foreign business. I read the other day where some scientists uh, thinks, think it's impossible to put a man on the moon by the end of the century. They even have some fellows they call astronauts preparing for it down in Texas. I have a different take on that one. <laughs> um, uh, I never thought I'd see the day when all of our kitchen appliances would be electric. They're even making electric typewriters now. It's too bad. Things are so tough nowadays. I see where a few married women are having to work to make ends meet. No one can afford to be sick anymore. $35 a day in the hospital. Too rich for my blood. And there's no sense going to Lincoln or Omaha anymore for the weekend. It costs nearly $15 a night to stay in a hotel. And lastly, uh, or two more, the drive-in restaurant is convenient in nice weather, but I seriously doubt it'll ever catch on. And thank goodness I won't live to see the day when the government takes half our income in taxes. I sometimes wonder if we're electing the best people to Congress. I love that. There's so much gold there. But this was 1957. Look at how much change, right? The doubling down on messaging and and where we're at right now as a society. I mean, everybody does everything on TikTok. We we are we we certainly have become extremely different. And probably not for the better. I shouldn't say probably. And not for the better. But but people are learning. People are starting to understand things. I'll take it. As opposed to like 2020, that was a nightmare year. 2021 was a nightmare year. That was a nightmare year. And we need to get to the point where we can talk to people again, where we can talk to each other so we can share education information so people can get informed. And so we got to figure out how to do that. Um, I'm not quite sure. I don't have all the answers on that, but I know that there's ways and I know that we can we can work on it. And it's not the whole be kind motto. It's basically, how can we just have conversations again? Everything seems to be pretty polarized. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com, be right back. Hey everybody as we enter into 2024 this is really important the banking crisis which is kind of remaining kind of quiet except for smaller banks are are failing as more centralized banking even happens at these Levels Right now that we're seeing. That's why we saw some of the bank closures uh, last year. As this enters stage two, this is really, really important. Investors are relaxed right now because they think the banking crisis is over, but it's really a big mistake. History shows that major financial crisis unfold in stages and have a quiet period between the initial stage and the critical stage when it's too late to do anything. The next forecast that's coming, the more acute stage two of the banking crisis is coming after a quiet period, right? We know this. It's coming. Birch Gold is writing about this. They understand that there's this quiet period right now. This is the time, you guys, get everything you have, at least backed by gold. It won't cost you anything, which is amazing. You can take advantage of this, at least get the information, your IRAs, your retirement, are they short up? Are they backed by anything important? By any by any gold? Um, and make sure you buy gold and silver from Birch Gold. These are the people I trust. Okay, and I love them. Um, you guys out there that have that have done this are saying such fantastic things about Birch Gold. I knew you would. And of course, Ron Paul, Steve Bannon, uh, Ben Shapiro. These are all the people that use Birch Gold for a reason. They have a stellar reputation. Please text ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight. That's the phone number. Ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight. Those six digits text my name Kate as the message on your phone and when you do that you'll get some free information to look at please do this okay just get the free information information is free and you know you can't go wrong with information and at least you'll have some answers on if this is something you should do too thanks you guys Birch Gold is amazing or otherwise I wouldn't talk about him thanks this is the Kate Daly show Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Your supplements need to absorb in your body. So the best place uh, to get all of those various supplements would be, and I love this company so much, uh, ActivateFiq.com. ActivateFiq.com and put in the code Kate. I'm telling you, um, for all the supplements, they have a great delivery system. Just fantastic. It absorbs into your body and you want to make it count. If you're going to spend money on supplements, you don't want to waste money, right? I would bypass the Walmarts, the Targets. I would not get supplements there. I would actually activate FIQ has the amazing delivery system. And also their supplements are really affordable. So um, you're also going to get extra savings too when you use my name, K-A-T-E, Kate. So make sure and do that because um, we need to be taking supplements. That's for sure. And uh, I think it's a great way to do it. So just in comparison, you know, you look at 1957 and the things we were worried about and... All of those things have come true sadly Um, but I was laughing so hard I have to share this with you really quick Uh, this was the (laughs) Babylon Bee makes me laugh and I've interviewed Babylon Bee on the show and I every single article they come up with I just love I just think that they have nailed it in satire they're just doing such an awesome job and this one was 10 lesser-known plagues God used to smite the Egyptians (laughs) Through extensive research, they say the Babylon Bee has uncovered the the following list of lesser-known plagues that devastated the land of Egypt. Number one, causing the Wi-Fi to go down for 15 whole minutes. <laughs> it was nearly impossible to get anything done. Floor Legos. Number two, they covered the entire land. It was it was a time of horrific pain and suffering. Oh my gosh, they cracked me up. Every Egyptian had to attend a mandatory two-hour DEI seminar. <laughs> Can't say no to HR. Inflamed taste buds, number four, right on the tips of their tongues. Man, those things are annoying. All shopping carts with one squeaky, wobbly wheel. Every trip to the store was a loathsome experience for those Egyptians. I, you know what? Can I just say, as a public service announcement, take those carts out of the grouping of carts, please. Okay. Number six, the gay frogs. You've heard about the plague of frogs. The gay ones were even worse. (laughs) Turning the Nile river into bud light. It's what turned the frogs gay. They, I swear they nail it. Anyway, number eight, every day was the temperature where you're a little warm in long sleeves, but cold in short sleeves. The Egyptians just had no clue about how to dress. Um, and, uh, Uh, Also, really, really high pollen count. One of the plagues of the Egyptians. Those allergies are killer. And the hemorrhoid incident. (laughs) Thankfully, they wrote, God was merciful and left this one out of the Bible. The hemorrhoid incident. Oh, you guys, it just makes me laugh. They ended with "With plagues like these. It's no wonder Pharaoh and the Egyptians were in such a hurry to let the Israelites go after everything they had to endure. (laughs) Oh, you guys, it just makes me laugh. Anyway, um, I think about all the things that bug us now and all the things that, you know, these little inconveniences that, that just seem to just get our goat, right, that bother us. And I can't remember what it was the other day, but I went off on something and my husband started laughing at me because it was just so inconsequential. It was just such a stupid thing. And sometimes when just everything just isn't right there and ready and working and and we're we get a little demanding we're a little spoiled right not a little a lot we're a lot spoiled and it's really hard because every time I, I hear somebody else complaining about something really stupid I want to say you know first world problems right but man oh man when I look back over the last 10 years most things have been kind of not very, not very big deals in the whole scheme of things, but for some reason we make them into big things. Can you imagine what happens to this society with a, um, an, an event, an event that happens that shuts us down? Can you even imagine that? What would we do? <laughs> I, I, we wouldn't know how to do anything. We wouldn't really know how to um, conduct our lives. I mean, it'd be very, very difficult. You couldn't go anywhere, you can't do anything. We need to prepare for that. So if I was ever going to have a preparedness message today, preparewithkate.com is a great website, by the way. But my gosh, we have got to prepare for even those kinds of things, psychologically, because I am telling you, when I come back with my next story, you're going to see why I'm saying this. There, There is a very big problem that we seem to have in identifying what a big deal is and what it's not in society right now. But man, we are so spoiled. It's going to be, it's going to get interesting because I absolutely 100% guarantee things are coming. We'll have some natural disasters, EMP maybe, but stuff's coming. And what are we going to do? Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. This is the Kate Daly Show. So long, it comes the
1: sun. I've been waiting. So long, it comes the sun.
0: Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Glad to be back with you. And you can ask me anything. It's Wild Card Friday. You can actually uh, call up 888 673 1450 if you're listening to us in the afternoon live. And, and uh, the number's right on the website, katedallyradio.com. But uh, you can call up, ask me anything, bring any topic up. What have you learned? I want to pick your brain. So, of course, you can call up and I'm happy to take those calls. Um, You know, I know that people are noticing the um, idiocy of Fonnie Willis (laughs) in the court case. And I just, (laughs) I actually have a, I actually have something for you that's, that's, that showcases uh, the idiocy idiocy of humans in just a moment. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes. Hi, Kate. I have a question.
1: Uh, I've never done a caucus before Mm -hmm. and uh, we're, we're really behind Trent Staggs for uh, senator for Utah, mm. and he seems to be the only, uh, you know, America first candidate that we can find. The other ones seem like rhinos. So we want a caucus for him, and I have even kind of volunteered to go to the convention and be a delegate mm-hmm. so we can get these rhinos out of this Utah political system here. So I was wondering if you have an idea what, you know, what, what to do during a caucus and how to get you know, have you ever done one or,
0: well, that's a whole show. That is a whole nother show. I don't know that we'll have time today with this, but, um, but I can appreciate, um, wanting to reach out for candidates. Thank you for the call. I, I can, I can surely appreciate that. That would take a little bit more time than we have today. Um, but, uh, certainly I, I, I want people, I have my thoughts about candidates and being in this talk radio thing for a long time. It's, um, I can tell you my thoughts and feelings about people and it's not too favorable anymore. Um, I don't know how much we can do that way, but it doesn't mean we stop trying either. So I can fully appreciate that. What you know, what we'll do, we'll, we'll pick that up as a topic for next week and, uh, and really, um, help people understand how they can get behind these candidates. Okay. Is that fair? Um, Maybe Tuesday or Thursday. So we'll, we'll work on that. I think it's, I think it's important for sure. 888-673-1450. And, um, and I have varying views on Trent Skaggs. There's lots of people running. And so Mitt Romney, for those not in my state, Rip Mitt Romney um, is bowing down because of the fact that um, everybody hates him. (laughs) Everybody hates his guts. so, so, He's not going to run again, thank goodness. Uh, so lots of people are vying for his spot. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, hey, Kate. Hi there. I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit, really quickly, mm-hmm. about the last caller statement. Mm-hmm. So, sure. um, the good news is, like you just said, Mitt Romney's not running again. Yeah. And that leaves a big, a big arena for us to narrow our sights on somebody really really good Mm -hmm. and if you could find i just want you to to comment if you could
1: find somebody who had the constitutional knowledge of mike lee with the personality of carrie lake what would you think about that person
0: Mm. i would say yes but i would also want somebody that had the gumption to do things um i like mike lee i've always supported mike lee but mike lee knows the Constitution, but he does not, I, I don't see a lot of action. And I'm looking all at the last five years, and I haven't seen a lot. And if you've noticed since his election, not a lot. So we, we need somebody that um, could actually stand up. Do you think that
1: Carrie Lake has actually done anything, progressed like, um, to move anything sure. forward?
0: The only problem with Carrie is that her background, she was a, a, a serious uh, lib. She was... Yeah very much a leftist. So I'm always a little suspicious of people that, that suddenly turn into something else. And of course, right. All of us are. Um, so I have, you know, there's different thoughts and feelings on, on that, but what you're describing though, like personality trait wise. Yes. Uh If we could have somebody that actually had a backbone to stand up, even when they're threatened, because I guarantee you, they will be threatened. So how much backbone do they have? How much courage do they have? And are they looking at it as if it's okay to risk everything to do what's right for this country because most people aren't. And from what I've found after interviewing gobs of them and trying to understand what they're doing, once they get into office, they sincerely lose every bit of backbone they ever had going in. So that's my biggest thing is do you have backbone? Yeah. We got to find somebody with backbone and knowledge.
1: Have you been able to talk with Carolyn Fiffen?
0: There's a lot of people um, that I'm talking with right now. I'll be starting to do interviews next week. So I'll start doing interviews and people can uh, field that out for my state. And so for all of you guys out there listening that aren't of my state, I apologize. But yes, I, I think that uh, the process of, of looking at the candidates, the candidates can always say a lot of things, but it's what they're going to do. And yeah, and there's no, there's no guarantees because so far, the track record of Congress, they're bought. Like I don't, there's, I, is there anyone? (laughs) So there's maybe one or two um, that actually will say things, but there's just not a whole lot getting done because there's one or two. And I understand that. So um, yeah, they, they seriously get threatened and bought and they do this in state legislators too, uh, to state legislators too. And even in my local area, I don't have anyone that actually has done much for Liberty. So I don't expect much. It's just have to, it's going to have to be the people but the people are going to have to to really kick it in gear and not rely on the, the candidates to do much sadly. Well, thank you for your uh, input on that. I yeah. appreciate that. Sure. No problem. Um, yeah. I just, it's rough because of the interviews I've done, the people I've talked to, the people I'm around, I, I got a pretty good sense of people and it's really hard because the arena for politicians, they're some of the most dirty, corrupt, yucky people I've ever had to deal with. And locally, this is like this for me. I've seen things I want to unsee. Uh, there's so much corruption, even like a little town like mine, um, where it's very conservative, so much corruption. You can't even understand mayors ending public comment. You got all kinds of things going on right now across America. It's, it's, I tell you my situation, just because I know that you have the same situation. It's all across America right now. And when we get into the parties and who the parties are propping up, usually they're not a good per, like they're not a good candidate. <laughs> so, whenever the parties are getting behind somebody, it's not usually the tell that somebody's going to be courageous and do something um, exactly right, right? So that's a that's a really tough one too. And I feel bad saying that because it's not without hope. I'm not without hope. I'm just trying to give the reality of what I think is going on and. I have a state that is, has a very just hideous governor and um, doing all kinds of things for the leftist agenda, but pretends to be a conservative. You might have this, too, in your state, too. And they smile and they try to hit all the right notes. And it's you can tell you can tell by their records. And so there are a few people, I think, running for office that will be the gems, but they'll usually be the person that won't have the machine behind them. And I say, vote your conscience and vote for them anyway. Vote for them anyway, because if we start a trend, it won't be overnight, but if we start a trend of voting for those with our conscience, then people will start to pull away from the parties more and more. But we have to get that ball really rolling. It started getting rolling in the last few years, but we need to get it really rolling in order to make it have any impact. It's just know that it's not going to work right away. So voting your conscience and voting for the constitutional candidate and voting for the person who doesn't have the big press team and doesn't have the writers and doesn't have the, the connections and isn't sitting on the laps of every, every politician in your town or your city or your state or federally, that, those, that, that the person that doesn't have all of that is usually going to be the person that's probably worth putting into office. And if we really honestly can start voting our conscience, you'll feel better about it. And then secondly, we start, we start something that can evolve into something that actually is going to matter because right now, if you go back and and look at the last 20 years, we're much worse off. We're not getting our country back, but man, all those speeches from all those politicians sure were good. (laughs) They sure were great. Too bad they didn't result in anything. If you have less freedom, if you're paying more in taxes, you have less liberty, you are in a worse state than you were 20 years ago, and you live in a conservative town, it's your conservatives doing it to you. In a liberal town, it's your liberals doing it to you. The Uniparty. Be right back. Hey, Daly Show. Thanks, guys.
1: This is the Kate Daly Show.
0: Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So glad that you're listening in. And, um, of course... You can always email me, Kate at katedalyradio.com. You can ask me anything. Um, of course, you can call up today. I'm happy to take your call. 888-673-1450 is the phone number. If you're listening live, and uh, you can get that number right on the website, katedallyradio.com. You can always stream the show right from my website. Just hit the listen live button. It's that easy. And uh, and then ask your local station to carry us, uh, to carry the show in the afternoon as well. And I would really appreciate that, actually. So I really, I wanted to share this with you. I thought this was so funny. These were actual complaints received by the Thomas Cook vacations from dissatisfied customers. Okay. We went on holiday to Spain and had a problem with the taxi drivers as they were all Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On my holiday to India, I was disgusted to find that almost every restaurant served curry. I don't like spicy food. Here's another one. We booked an excursion to a water park, but no one told us we had to bring our own swimsuits and towels. We assumed it would be included in the price. Here's another one. The beach was too sandy. We had to clean everything when we returned to our room. (laughs) Unbelievable, right? We found that the sand was not like the sand in the brochure. Your brochure shows the sand is white, but it was a more tinge of yellow. These are actual complaints to Thomas Cook Vacations. No one told us there'd be fish in the water. The children were scared. (laughs) Although the brochure said there was a fully equipped kitchen, there was no egg slicer (laughs) in the drawers. (laughs) Here's another one. I think it should be explained in the brochure that the local convenience store does not sell proper biscuits like custard creams or ginger nuts. Here's another one. The roads were uneven and bumpy, so we could not read the local guidebook during the bus ride to the resort. Because of this, we were unaware of many things that would have made our holiday (laughs) more fun. Sorry. It took us nine hours to fly home from Jamaica to England. It took the Americans only three hours to get home. That seems unfair. I compared the size of our one-bedroom suite to our friend's three-bedroom suite, and ours was significantly smaller. (laughs) I know you're going to have zero confidence in people by the time I read a couple of these. The brochure stated no hairdressers at the resort. We're trainee hairdressers, and we think they knew and made us wait longer for service. When we were in Spain, there were too many Spanish people there. The receptionist spoke Spanish. The food was Spanish. No one told us that there would be so many foreigners. (laughs) We had to line up outside to catch the boat. and There was no air conditioning. It is your duty as a tour operator to advise us of noisy and unruly guests before we travel. I was bitten by a mosquito. The brochure did not mention mosquitoes. (laughs) Hmm. My my fiancé and I requested twin beds when we booked, but instead we were placed in a room with a king bed. We now hold you responsible and want to be reimbursed for the fact that I became pregnant. This would not have happened had you put us in the room that we booked. I know. I know you're sitting there and wondering if those are... Actual, real complaints. Mm-hmm. Yep. One more. They should not allow topless bathing, uh, uh, sunbathing on the beach. It was very distracting for my husband who just wanted to, <laughs> to relax. I know that <laughs> this is not going to give you uh, the semblance of any sort of intellect amongst your, your, your fellow citizenry. But let's just hope that, um, that this is a small portion of society, please. And, uh, I just hope it is. I really do for our sake, (laughs) for everyone's sake. I really do. Um, and then also I just wanted to, uh, where is it? I just wanted to talk about these five lessons, uh, from Joseph, um, the, from the bible actually you can you can capture a lot of things so after i talk about the it is idiocy of people you might be wondering how to get through all of this and here's some great tips for you if you follow uh, follow what joseph did i see him accept his circumstances this is not to be overlooked it's crucial that we actually have to accept the reality of what we're doing right the reality of where we're at and work it from there great advice I see him look to and wait upon God, right? To redeem his circumstances. He didn't blame anybody else, but he was just committed on his own, right? On his own. And, uh, okay. I saw somebody talk about, um, Klaus Schwab and, and Klaus Schwab has an interesting background. I'll do that. I didn't have time for that today, but I'll do that another day. Uh, the background of Klaus Schwab is strange, but, um, the truth about him, but, you know, it, it it they were all in a flutter about about Klausy boy, and this is a good rule of thumb for everybody in in all of this stuff that we talk about. Klaus Schwab isn't in your in your particular life today. He is not controlling your thoughts today. He is not uh, going to determine your weekend this weekend. He is not going to get inside your relationship. He is not going to get inside your relationship with God. And so, you know what? Klaus Schwab is doing his own thing, thinking he's running the world in his very demonic little voice, but he's over there and we're over here. And sometimes we just have to make sure we keep realizing that. And I know that these people can do a lot of damage to our lives, right? Generally, but we're still in control of our lives right now and today. Okay. And so they don't have anything to do with the decisions you make today and what you're doing today. And so try not to get too caught up in all of these very demonic people. Um, Another one, I see him. I see Joseph try to make the most out of his situation blooming where he was planted. That's true. You can do the best wherever you are. I see him speak speak freely um, and, uh, and while evidenced as he was in prison, right, Joseph, in the Bible. And though he was held against his will, he used the opportunity to share his faith and others to others. And so, all in all, he did excellent work no matter where he was at. No matter what the circumstance was, he just kept saying, I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to stand for truth. You got to love that. And he not only continued in his faith, uh, even when he was suffering, right, incomprehensible injustice, He seemed to grow in faith and character in spite of it all. No matter what's done to us, no matter what happens, we determine our character. We determine who we are and we can use those circumstances to grow in our own faith, right? So no matter what happens, you determine you. And I think that's a powerful way to end today. And I I really do. I, I think that these are the kinds of things that give me hope, actually, because I know that wherever I'm at, I'm going to try to do the right thing. I'm not always going to be successful at it, but I'm going to try. And hopefully I'll grow from every circumstance handed me. And hopefully I'll be a better person on the outcome of that. And if we concentrate on those things and consistently do what's right, then I think God can use us a lot better off than if we're sitting and complaining and worrying. Right? Fear porn? North Korea? (laughs) All right? You got this. We got this. I'll be back on Tuesday. Have a great three-day weekend. Please have a great three-day weekend. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here.